You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Controlling the entire play with the Rangers, and it's been the exact opposite today. So it's just it just goes to show any day like things can change. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you know, with Reimer being in that today for Carolina, I know Morazic played yesterday. I mean, in normal playoff circumstances, you 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 would expect your starting goalie to go back to back. I do know they're obviously you know after such a long layoff, maybe they felt more comfortable. Um, you know switching it up and put, you know, playing one guy each, each game. But uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure coming into this, there was going to be a lot more rust at the goaltending position. I, to a, in a lot of, to a lot of certain extent, I was, I was wrong. Um, oh, especially about Smith. that Islanders game. Oh my God. Yeah. The one uh, game Tristan got Smith. right on opening day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but now, I took a lot of heat, too, on Twitter over the last 48 hours, uh, my criticism of Carey Price and Matt Murray, apparently. I mean, I'll, still hold, I'll still hold to that criticism. I no, think like you Price, can, you, if you look at Carey Price's sample from the past two, three seasons, it hasn't been average and above – Yeah, it hasn't been above average goaltending. And they, even Kevin Weeks was just talking about that uh, going into the game today. Um, and you really need Carey Price, I think, to stand on his head if you're going to want to win that series. He really did in game one because you look at some of those chances Pittsburgh had. Pittsburgh had a lot more chances to bury some of those shots. They just completely yep. weren't able to find the net in the power play. I mean, Crosby got that one um, off Carey Price's uh, back, and obviously that's mm-hmm. all fine and dandy for the Penguins, but it wasn't enough because Carey Price was just making huge save. He's a, he a wall. He was well, but again, you know, when you you have your goaltender, he, you know, he so the last two games, like I said, even last night, he, he looked good. Um, they still, I mean, they still lost three to one, but even with that, I mean, you're paying your goaltender ten million dollars a season, and it's, and I think another season he's making thirteen even. Uh, that just handcuffs you in so many other places, man. Especially on a team where you're, you're you just lack scoring, you lack depth. You need that money spent other places, and I, I I took a lot of criticism, I took a lot of heat, saying that uh you know, um that money could have been better spent in other places. I think that if anything, Chicago and Pittsburgh both proved is that you don't need elite goaltending to win a Stanley Cup. And uh, same thing with Pittsburgh. Matt Murray, I, I criticize Matt Murray. I say he's a meh goalie on an unbelievably deep and talented hockey team, and people are just like, "What are you crazy? He's got two cups." I'm like, "Yeah, but look at his numbers. They're average at best." It's like. He just proves you don't you don't need elite goaltending to win a Stanley Cup as long as you have the right team built in front of you. Matt Murray to me is a Corey Crawford. Well, you, you just know, need you just need your goalie to get hot at the right time. It doesn't yeah that too. It doesn't matter who it is as long as they're playing at least 
you know, average to above average goaltending at the right time. Yep. And you're, you know, scoring three goals a game, you should be good in the playoffs if you're playing, you know, sound enough in your own end. And we've seen, you know, teams like the Jets right now down two to one. And a lot of that's probably because, you know, they're struggling a little bit uh, in the transitional game, getting back into their own end. And some back of that's due to, the, the, yeah, due to some of their injuries, obviously. Like you lose a guy like Mark Shifley, who is uh, probably the heart and soul of that offense. And it, it really, really takes a huge crater out of that team. So, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, if you take Jack Eichel off the Sabres, like what's going to happen? Like you take Shifley off the Jets. It's it's kind of a similar thing right yep. now. Obviously, they fought through in game two and got that win. Uh, but how, you're not going to be able to keep that up game after game because you're just expending so much more energy trying to make up for him not being there. And the Flames really bounced back today and I think really showed what they have. And I think they're going to be able to get through in that series. I, I like that Flames roster a lot. Um, you know, I saw Cam Talbot took a good dinger off the head today in warm-ups. I was stealing that one pretty bad. Uh, rule number one in warm-ups, you don't shoot the fucking goalie's head, uh, which you know, which they did. It shook him up a little bit. But, uh, you know, again, would you say would you say that was a dirty hit by Kachuk on, on Shifley? That's – it's right That's on the, the – it's right on the yeah, border. It's 50-50 That's, for me. That's one of those hits where it's like in the regular season, like I'd be, you know, definitely up in arms. But in the playoffs, you're fighting for every inch, and it's just the bang, bang. Like it's it's so tough. But it, if you're a Jets fan, I I really feel for you on that one because losing, especially you know when it's when it's your best player, your franchise guy, that's it's a real tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and you know what? He had to answer the bell for it, uh, fighting the captain. Or if that was a Wheeler, right after Wheeler. Yep. Afterwards, you know, and they, rightfully so. You know, oh, captain, my captain, stopping up and you know, fighting Kachuk, and she, Kachuk has, has a good set of hands on him. You know, he knows he knows how to toss him. He knows how to throw fairs, and uh, it was a good tilt. We had a couple, like you say, we had a couple good tilts here in the playoffs, which honestly I did not expect. I did not expect this much fighting this early on. But yeah, Johnny Boychuk getting into a fight, yeah. like everyone. Yeah, man, it, it's it's awesome, and um, you know, you you look you, again. You look at that uh, that win Winnipeg had, like you said, um, in game two. You know, guys like Line A and Wheeler stepped up and you know filled the void that Shifley left, and then you know Calgary comes back and you know gets that four to one win today. So like a lot of interesting series. Um, you know, I I I definitely think that you're gonna see a lot of them go down to the wire here. I think that uh, I, I I do think though Columbus is going to close it out in uh, in uh, four games for sure, um, and that which still kills me because then you have a playoff team like Toronto having the the odds they have to get to win uh, the Lafreniere slash Byfield you know lottery. It's just which still pains me, man. I still, I still <laughs> fucking can't. I, I still can't get over that and how like you know how great of a job the NHL did with you know, this bubble hockey, putting these teams in this bubble and, you know, making this playoff and playing and round robin thing work. And then they just completely shit themselves in that area where, yeah, let's give a playoff team the first overall pick. Like, yeah. It just it irritates the shit out of me. But yeah, uh, yeah, that drives me nuts. But what do you think about some of these round robin games? Because I think they've been just, very, very entertaining as well. Like, 
these teams aren't holding anything back either. Like you saw the Lightning and the Capitals just completely getting after it yesterday. I think Oshie got into a fight uh, yep. with Sergachev. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun in these games. Even even that um, Flyers-Boston game was very good, even though Tuka Rast didn't play. Um, the Vegas-Dallas game was very, very fun. Like I loved watching that Vegas-Dallas game, man. I loved watching Vegas – I, like I said, man, I, uh, part of me after seeing what happened pregame, you know, Hart was there a little bit with Robin Leonard and seeing, you know, seeing what he did. And obviously that was a very touching moment between him, Ryan Reeves, Davidson, and uh, uh, Sagan uh, pregame when they all took a knee. Um, so it was really, really cool to see Vegas come, come back after being down three to one and pull that one out. Uh, you know, and that's a tough thing for a goalie to do when you give up three goals like that to really settle yourself down and, you know, try and get your team out of that hole and pull out a win. But, you know, Vegas did it, man. And it's, you know, it still blows my mind how, how good that team is. And they were just an expansion team, not just a couple of years ago and how well built and developed that team is. And really makes you look forward to what's going to happen with Seattle. It'll be a little different this time around because I think teams learned a lot of lessons in this past expansion draft, but uh, really makes you look forward to see what's in store for us with the Seattle Kraken when uh, that expansion draft comes around. Yeah, shout but, out to uh, all the crackheads out there. The crackheads. Yeah, the crackheads. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but they said the Lightning, you know, the Lightning topped the uh, Capitals 3-2. to two. Um, I know Ovechkin First shootout we points. got to. Yep, yep. And I know Ovechkin, you know, Ovechkin didn't have any points that game. But, you know, he, Ovechkin's looking like Ovechkin. You know, Ovechkin's looking most like part, playoff yeah. board. You know what I mean? Like, man, I, like I said, I, I, I'll, 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 I'm, I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll be alone on this hill, but I'll die on that hill. I think the greatest goal scorer that ever lived um and like i said the rest of the round robin games man it's all just been a lot of entertaining hockey um you know and i was I, I shouldn't say because you, you know how i was man coming to this i was skeptical that they'd even be able to get this done that yeah. you know because you know the you know the, my thoughts on the nhl we all think about the nhl and how they handle certain things and they like i said the nhl has handled this glowingly so, um, what do you expect with these games that we have on tap uh, coming up, man? Uh, you know, tomorrow we have the Islanders and Panthers, Coyotes and Preds, uh, the Lightning and the Bruins, another Stars Avalanche game, or I mean, Stars, yeah, Stars and Avalanche was that another round robin? Yep. Um, you know, these round robins, so, you know, people kind of downplay them a little bit, saying they don't matter. But growing up in that type of uh, when you play in tournaments like that, state championships where there's round robin play. These games are extremely important for seeding, and you know you want you want to be at the top. You know you want to win these games, man, because that gives you a bit easier matchup come the first round. Yeah, but I think a lot of these players know that, and they're taking these games very seriously. Number one, to get into their best possible game shape, and number two, because they do understand that the seeding does matter. Oh um, yeah, that's why you know I think the management probably fought to get this in more than the players did where that the round robin actually mattered because the management knows that they're going to be able to get a little bit more out of the players in that circumstance. Um, and I think it was a great move to do it. I know some people have complained about it, but I'm not one of those people who have. It's more hockey. Because I've, exactly, and I've, I've very much enjoyed it. You had to have them play either way. So, you know, playing for nothing, you know, just running around, playing an exhibition game, you know, that's one thing. Like, give them something to play for. It's sort of like um, the MLB All-Star game where you had for so long, it kind of got real dull and boring. And then you put the World Series, you know, home field advantage on the line. And they're taking it a little bit more seriously. It's an extra thing in their mind. And, you know, they're coming out with something to play for because 
in, in the long run, that does mean something. Uh, the home field advantage obviously is completely negated for everybody because there's no fans, no nothing. I mean, maybe the Leafs get it because they'll be the home team in their own locker room, I guess. I don't really know um, because uh, these other teams are getting like the Raptors locker rooms and stuff like that. It's, it's a very great facility there up in uh, Toronto. So I don't know. I'm very, very intrigued though to see how some of these other series are going to play out. I think the Islanders should probably be able to get it finished tomorrow, get that sweep for my boy cats. Um, hopefully, hopefully they get that done for him. So he's got nothing to worry about over the next couple of days. I like the Yotes to bounce back um, <clears throat> after sort of a poor showing today where they had a lot of chances early on, just didn't bury. And then they found themselves in a hole off some, you know, softer goals where Kemper wasn't necessarily in the best position. And, you know, that, that finds you behind because the puck just bounces in mysterious ways. Exactly. You know, and the, the, the one round Robin game I'm most intrigued by is definitely the Lightning Bruins game. Uh, no Stamkos being reported uh, earlier today. Uh, Rask will be in net, but you also don't have Studnicka, who is one of their prime prospects, one of their prime young talents. He was a guy that I know there were a lot of rumors going around at the last trade deadline. I, I didn't see them trading a kid like him, but, you know, a guy who's going to be really a staple for them going forward. The guy's got an absolute cannon of a shot. Um, and then, you know, there, you know, there's, questions around guys like Nick Ritchie and Kasha so um that's a game I'm definitely looking forward to watching once I get out of work tomorrow uh you know four o'clock start um you know especially seeing Rask back in net um he's one of my favorite goaltenders to watch um the guy's very 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 good on his feet uh you know very one of the more technically sound goaltenders in the league and I hate saying that because he's a Bruin but uh you know you know he's a, he's a guy if he wasn't wearing a Bruins jersey, I'd be rooting to win a cup. But uh, you know, your thoughts on that game, that that round robin game in particular, Matt? So oh, you know, that's going to be it's going to be fun. But, it's going to be a very fun yeah. matchup either way. Obviously, these teams are very well matched up. You saw them play uh, during the season. It's it's mm-hmm. back and forth between these two teams. Always both very fast. Both can play physical uh, to some degree because they have a little bit bigger bodied guys. Um, at least the Lightning and um, you see what guys like, you know, Pasternak and Marchand and Bergeron can really do for the Bruins, just lighten the mm-hmm. lamp. Uh, I'm very interested to see how this one plays out. The Bruins lost that first game. Uh, the Lightning were obviously able to get that win. So I think the Bruins are going to come out with a little extra fire uh, tomorrow because, like like we said, that seeding is actually, you know, it matters. Yeah, and this is a must-win for uh, the Bruins because if they want to get a high seed, they have to beat the Lightning. So I guess they're kind of lucking out a little bit with Stamkos not playing. You know, and you, you brought up Bergeron, and I've always loved Patrice Bergeron. He's been one of the best two-way centers in the league for how long now? And it's guys like him, even like guys like Chara, who kind of, you would you have to believe, benefited from this time off because of their age. You know, you, you benefited, you get time to heal. I mean, I read an article about Ryan Miller. I know he's not playing right now, but Ryan Miller said it's the first time whenever this next coming season he's going to be entering a season for the first time healthy in years because he got had mm-hmm. wrist surgery and is able to, you know, get surgery on his wrist and, and, and heal up for the first time. But, again, these guys – again, and it, you know, with that being said, these older guys, especially on the Bruins, they have time to heal their bodies, get your mentally healthy and ready for this run that they're about to go on. So, um, I mean, I, I – I'm going to say the Bruins are probably going to take this one, especially because, uh, you know, Stevie Stamkos is going to be in the yep. lineup. 
Yep, I like I like the Bruins on that one for sure. Yep, and like I said, man, I like it's unbelievable that Char is still in the league at his age and playing the <laughs> level he is, man. Guys, I mean, it helps when you have a nine. Except the other, fans. except the other day when he slipped and fell and gave the puck yeah. right to Philadelphia, and Buddy yeah, came right true. down and scored immediately um, off the faceoff after the Bruins scored. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, big guys, they fall hard. But I mean, it also helps. Like we have a nine to ten foot wingspan. Said <laughs> man, you know, um, you know. Also tomorrow we have the Avalanche and Stars. Another, uh, another uh, Robin game. You like the Avs? My mine Avs and Burr's Avs. Um, all of us have a future on the Avs. I love them this year. They looked very good coming out in that first game. Um, I thought they would have scored a couple more goals. Uh, I think both goaltenders played very good in that first matchup, and then you got that goal with .1 seconds left. The absolute buzzer beater. Probably the most exciting goal oh I've ever God. seen. That was oh insane, my God. man. That was insane. Like, you know, and for me, too, I was rooting for that. It's like it was reminiscent count, so. of, like, those Sabres runs where, like, Drury scores yep. with, like, you know, one point or point five, point seven seconds left. And, you, you know, they did it point one. Game. It was just like, oh, my God. Like, it, oh, it was beautiful. Those, beautiful to watch. Those Sabres, those Sabres teams could be down by two going to the last three minutes of a game, and you just knew they were going to come back. You knew they were going to find a way. Like, that's just the feel. You just you, They had that swagger about them that you just – there's no way we're losing this game. You had Breary, you had Drury. Your third line was Vanek, Roy, and Max. Like, you just you – couldn't, you couldn't lose, you know. Um, but going back to that game, uh, you know, Dallas is 4-0 against the Avalanche this season. But the teams also haven't set, uh, met since January. So, obviously, everybody's yeah. healthy a lot right of, lot of, lot of Yeah, a lot of injuries around that time. You had Landis called yep. out for a while. Randon was out for a little bit. Yep. Uh, that's why McKinnon had so many more points than anyone else on the team. Kale McCarr, I think, finished second in points because of that. Um, but you have everyone back and healthy. Uh, Grubauer looked very good the other day. So I yep. think the Avs are poised and ready to make a run for that cup and cash that ticket. Yep. I mean, you know, there is a team, man, if you're, if you're a Sabres fan like we are, that's kind of the way you want to do it when you, when you develop a hockey team. It took them some time to get it done. But they're the blueprint, if you ask me, man. They, they drafted very well for a long time. It took them a while, but they, they, they figured it out. You know, all those guys, with the exception of, you know, McCarr draft pick, you know, McKinnon draft pick, Landis Cock draft pick, um, you know, just, you know, they were, they were built through the draft and they, they filled the holes. They brought in guys like Kadri to fill holes where needed. So that's, that's just the way you want to build your hockey team. And I hope Kevin Adams takes note of that yeah. because they're the blueprint, if you ask me. Yeah, sometimes you got to make moves. They moved Ryan O'Reilly, and it ended up working out for them. It just took a little bit longer than they had hoped. So let's hope it's sort of the same thing for the Sabres. Didn't work out right off the uh, initial trade, but hopefully things work out in the long run. But I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dwayne, before we uh, end this here. With 15 minutes left here, third period, 1-1, Rangers, Hurricanes. What do you think? How do you think this game ends? 15 minutes, 1-1. One, one. Reimer's playing out of his mind. Sturkin finally back in that. Sturkin, yep. I'm going to give it to the veteran goalie. I'm going to give it to Reimer and, and, and the, uh, the Hurricanes, man. I think they're poised to win this, win this round. Yeah, sorry, Dami Hockey. I'm, I'm going with the Hurricanes in overtime. I think yeah. it's going to be Nino Niederreiter. 
Nino Niederreiter. I love that name. It's a you know high uh, Hall of Fame name there. Uh, high quality alliteration. Also, yes, Nino Niederreiter. Say that five times fast. Uh, also tomorrow night we got Penguins and Canadians game three. Very close matchup. Uh, you know who's gonna be tweeting at me tomorrow, yelling at me about the goaltender that won? I can't wait. Um, <laughs> You know, I have the same guy after me. Night. It's know, yeah. It's you're like you're screwed either way, no matter who wins. Yeah. Because unless it's like a eight to seven a, a game. Six, yeah, what I mean, like it's just like you know. And like I said, I'll die on. The, I told you they both end, suck. Man. They both I know, suck. I know. You know. I, oh, hurricanes! Just took the lead. There we go. Told you. Um. Yeah, man. I'll die on that hill. I I, I think that Carey Price. He handcuffs his team for being better. Who was it? I think it might have been Warren. Well, yeah, Warren Fogel got the deflection off the Brady Shea shot. There we go. Love it. Brady beautiful, Shea. beautiful tip. A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of goals uh, happening in front of the net too. A lot of. Uh, yeah, I think the Rangers are going to tie goals. it. I still think it's going to overtime, and Nito Niederreiter gets it. If this hits, everyone better Venmo me a hundred bucks tomorrow. Hundred bucks. So tomorrow, and then tomorrow night, the late game, we got Chicago and the Oilers. You know, McDavid took some heat, some probably definitely absolutely unwarranted heat on Twitter uh, the other night, saying he wasn't a leader, uh, apparently, because he doesn't, you know, speak up in the locker room, even though he scores 100 points a season, carries the team on his back. Uh, But um, McDavid coming off of of, of, – Three shot, three goal performance. Uh, Hattie in game two put the team on his back and won. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Ty? Because I, uh, I think you're going to see another Oilers victory. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see the Blackhawks win. We're going to resort back so. to the numbers. The Blackhawks are a better team analytically. I think they play a better all-around team game. Um, you have that great dominant line there with McDavid, but if he's not able to carry your team to victory, you're not going to win you're not uh the the Blackhawks just have too much especially with Dominic Kubalik the way he's playing right now I think they're just poised to win this series I think they might end up winning it in four they might just rifle three more or two more wins here I love Kubalik and it's amazing how that team just for a fifth round pick yep you know you look at Yoki Haru we stole Yoki Haru from them another guy that they that they drafted they just keep, they keep on finding these guys that in the draft that just you know are willing to con- contribute right away. And Nylander's I mean, out there playing, and like he hasn't yeah. looked out of place. He hasn't no, looked I terrible. Mean, no, it, it does help. He's playing on a line with Kane too, isn't he? Uh he was for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he was for a bit. Yeah, that does help. I don't know if sure. he stayed with him the whole second game because there no. were two games on. I was I was kind of bouncing around, but. Yeah, um, but. Uh, but again, like you said, if McDavid isn't isn't performing, it's hard for that team to win. But nobody could touch Connor McDavid last game. That 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 backhand goal he had, and just how he was able to keep the puck on his stick, man. Like that's that's in my and how opinion. he was able to get it off. Like I don't even know how you yeah. shoot it from there. And yeah, the angle is just there. There's maybe three player, three or four players in the league that can do what he did. Um, you know, it, to put the place the puck in the spot that he did. And one of them is playing in that series, and that's Patty Kane. I've seen him do it before. Um, but, you know, just being able to do that at full speed and, you know, to corral the puck out of the air, you know, chip it to himself along the boards and at full speed, half the time with one hand on his stick. I've seen it. It might have been one of the exhibition games. 
he did a similar a similar thing where he he was bodying up on somebody and protecting the puck with his body and it had his stick his arm up but his stick was still on the puck and just bodying up on this guy to protect the puck and then he was shot out of a cannon alongside of the boards i'm just like there's there's very few guys in the league right now or in the world that can do that and it's, you know yeah, as long it's, as you it's have a limited list it, it, as long as you, if you have McDavid performing at that level for this entire series, I find it hard to believe he can win. He can win you. He can win you. A, I'm not gonna say he can win you a Stanley Cup by himself, but he could definitely steal you a series. Just yeah, like but we. I don't. Series. I don't think we've seen that really out of him where he's gonna play a full dominant five games or, you know, a dominant four four out of seven. Like we haven't seen that from him yet. So, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out reservations on that and i'm gonna go with you know the veteran core of the blackhawks with Taves. that's not a bad choice keith and kane and i just i just think they're you know they're, they're ready to go like they've gotten that perfect you know infusion of youth with those veterans right now and you know kirby doc's looking pretty good a nice big body boy like he's ready to play mm-hmm. like i just i don't know it's it's very it's a very fun series for me and I think everyone, everyone in the world is going to be on the under in the next game because of everything that's happening. They're probably going to adjust the line again, move it up to like six and a half, maybe seven, and it's probably still going to go over. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure my pick was actually Chicago for that series, and I'm still going to, I'm still going to say they're probably going to win it. I just, I just see the Oilers, you know, taking Game Three personally. I just, I think McDavid, I think McDavid's going to play out of his mind again and maybe win him another game here. But I, I do agree with you. I, I will take the veteran leadership overall of the series because, you I mean you can't you can't teach experience, man. Those guys have three cups. You know, you know, that's even at their age, that's valuable. And especially a shortened season, like a shortened series like this, a five game instead of a seven game. And then on top of that, you had like a four or five month layoff where all these guys who have that who are who are older, just like Boston, like we spoke about earlier. You guys like Duncan Keith, Tayus Kane. I mean, I. I call them old. They're the same age as me. But, you know, um, have that rest for their bodies and can, you know, you know, heal and play at, you know, perform at a higher level than probably normally they would, you know, this time of year in the playoffs because you're just coming off an 82-game season. You're not, yeah. you know, it's it's almost like they just had an off season, you know. Pretty much. Until your off season, And now you're starting a new season. But, no, you're starting. You're going straight from not playing at all for four or five months right into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know the playoffs, no matter what a certain uh, podcaster on Twitter says. <laughs> so, it is the playoffs. It is. It the is the playoffs, playoffs man. You it, see the way they're the playing. This is not play. No, this isn't hockey. No, this hockey. is playoff. No, hockey. Absolutely not. This is absolutely playoff hockey. You know, like I said, I can't wait to see what uh, what's slated for tomorrow's games. Uh, you know, like I said. Um, but you know, with that being said, Ty, uh, thanks for hopping on with us here. We're going to wrap up the show. Uh, again, guys, thank you to David Leggio and Kelsey Newman for joining us today. Ty B, pleasure as always. Uh, and uh, this has been episode 25 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Peace out.
This episode of Two Goalers on Mike is brought to you by Better Biscuit. Don't just play, play hockey better. The Better Biscuit pucks will simulate the feeling of on ice when practicing off ice. You have the option of two different pucks, the sniper and the passer. Guys, this is an unbelievable product, especially right now in quarantine. We don't have the ability to be on the ice, so you have to get your, uh, you know, practice your skills off the ice you have the option of two from pucks they also uh, have a relationship with easy goal another great product of theirs and right now if you use the promo code cust77 all in capital letters you get 10 percent off your entire order Um, they can be found at betterbiscuit.net or on social media their twitter handle is better underscore biscuit same thing for Instagram, better underscore biscuit, and just search better biscuit on Facebook. Uh, better biscuit. Don't just play, play hockey better. This episode of Two Goalies One Mike is brought to you by Mitt's Barbershop, located at 3461 Genesee Street in Cheetahwaga, New York. Guys, we've all gotten that tacky $20 haircut from Schmooper Cuts where we walk out of the building and we're like, wow, that really just wasn't worth the $20 I just paid. Well, I can assure you from experience, it's worth every penny at Mitt's Barbershop. I've gotten my hair cut there multiple times. I've walked away a happy customer every time. Not to mention, it's a very chill atmosphere. He always has beers on tap, in the fridge, ready to go. Video games on the TV, sports memorabilia and posters all over the walls. Not to mention, Justin and his staff are as professional as it gets. They'll make you feel right at home there at Mitt's Barbershop. I can't stress this enough, guys. When this quarantine is over, get there, schedule an appointment, get your ears lowered like I have to. My head is an absolute mop. I cannot wait to get a hold of Justin and schedule an appointment once this is all done and over with. Mitt's Barbershop, guys. Find him on Instagram, all one word, at Mitt's Barbershop. Same thing on Facebook. Please, I urge you guys, reach out to him. Make an appointment. And if you mention that two goalies, one Mike sent you, $5 off your haircut, guys. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. What are you waiting for? I mean, we're about to enter phase one of reopening. Get a hold of Justin. He's taking appointments now. Mention two goalies, one Mike. Five bucks off your haircut. I mean, how many times I got to repeat myself? Mitt's Barbershop. Go. And welcome back, everyone, to episode 25 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, thanks again to David Leggio uh, for coming on with us. Uh, thanks again to Kelsey Newman for joining us. I know she just had to hop on the ice with Zarbo. Um, really appreciate you, Kelsey, for filling in for Cully, who, again, couldn't be here today. Uh, but filling in for Kelsey, you know, last second, we do have the man, the myth, the legend from Trainwreck Sports and Crossing Swords Podcast, Ty fucking B. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing great. Just been watching so much hockey, and I feel like it's it's almost like heaven on earth right now. Uh, trying to tune everything else out as much as I can with sports back. Um with my with my focus on trying to get some free money lately yeah man i've been getting you know degenerate ale has been tagging me a lot of stuff uh you know the bats sports lounge you guys have been placing uh i do know the funnel guy fade the funnel guy it looks like another one in five day a back-to-back one and five so you start one and four (laughs) then you go four and one then one and five and it looks like he's gonna go one and five again it's absolutely unbelievable like i couldn't i couldn't go one and five if i tried I really man, I hope man, I hope he isn't depending on paying on paying out for diapers with any of his weddings <laughs> because he is absolutely pissing away the college smoked. fund. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, we love you, we love you, Tristan. Are, are we allowed to call? Is he full, like what is he? Like I don't, I don't Whatever know. Is he, funnel is he, dad, Tristan. Funnel dad. Yeah, we'll call. Yeah, that's good. Funnel dad. I like funnel dad. <laughs> we'll call him funnel dad for now on. 
uh, funneled that. All right, cool. So, you know, we had, we, had, we had a lot of good hockey this past weekend. I'm not going to lie, Saturday and Sunday, that's all I did was watch hockey before and after golf. I just got off vacation. In nine days, I golfed six times. My body is feeling it. <laughs> but I definitely got a lot of hockey in between and after. So, um, you know, we had a good series. We're uh, cooking here between the Hurricanes and the Rangers. I know uh, Toronto finally, uh, finally, finally won a game today, 3-0 uh, against Columbus. Um, I know uh, the guys up there in Toronto were going to you know, lose their minds going down to zip. Um, I was loving every second of it. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, how, how are you feeling about these, tie, uh, these playoff games, Ty, in, in the bubble, uh, no fans in attendance? Honestly, man, um, coming into it, I was a little hesitant. But after the exhibition games and coming to these first uh, week of playoff games and playing games and Ron Robin games, um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, I, I, yeah, it sucks there's no crowd, but I think the NHL is doing the best they can with it. And, you know, I'm pretty impressed. Oh, I'm definitely impressed with what they're doing. Um, you look at those exhibition games and there was a ton of excitement in those games. And you saw that they brought the energy early on. I believe there were two fights in those exhibitions. Yep. And that's just carried over right into the play-in round. These guys came out right away, ready to fire. And lots of big hits. And it's been playoff action the entire time. Tons of block shots, guys getting pucks to the face. We saw that a little bit earlier yeah, who, who in that, that Jets morning, game. Cool. Pullman, I believe, um, Pullman, oh. who I, yeah, right to the puck, right to the face, just an absolute red line of blood all the way to the bench. Just, it's just playoff hockey at its best. And whether there's fans there or not, it's just the most exciting hockey you can get right now. And I'm loving every minute of it. Uh, obviously, Toronto, like I don't know how the hell you you don't score in that first game. Just absolutely terrible. Corpusalo looking phenomenal. But there's been a bunch of upsets. There's been a bunch of it's just it's just a lot of great hockey. Yeah, man. You know, um, you do you remember when uh, who was it? It was Drury took I think it was a high sticker, a puck to the face during the playoffs. And I can't remember which, which route it was in. And he he went off, maybe missed two shifts, got stitched up, and came right back on the ice. That's what hockey's all about, man. You get stitched up, you get back out there. You know, you know, you know. Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win in sports. There's no question about it. Um, so, uh, you know, so with, with our picks that we, we all made, I mean, how are you, how are you, how are you faring so far with the picks you made, uh, up until this point, how are you looking? I'm feeling pretty good about most of my picks. Um, obviously I think I, I ended up taking the Panthers, but that was more just to kind of mess with cats. Uh, (laughs) more than anything. Um, I thought that was really, really a toss up. I'm, I'm surprised uh, Florida hasn't been able to get one, but those have been some real, real tough, gritty games where you're really struggling to get every inch you can on the ice and some late goals today uh, for the Isles to get that huge W to get up two nothing in the yeah. series and they'll look to close it out tomorrow. But, you know, tons of other good matchups too. Um, think about that Chicago series right now tied up at 1-1. McDavid looking absolutely phenomenal in oh game two God. after – the team just physically imploded in that first period, gave up like four goals in seven minutes or so. Um, so it's just, it's just very weird right now seeing what's going on. Um, some of these teams just different days, like it's just some things are clicking and some things are not. And um, without the fans there, like, I don't know, like if that's really would really change too much. Like 
I just think, you know, some of these teams are are just struggling certain days. It's weird. Like, they just come out a little flatter. Like, right now you look at this Hurricanes game and they're trailing in shots 25 to 15 and every other game they've just been, you know, controlling the entire play with the Rangers and it's been the exact opposite today. So it's just it just goes to show any day, like, things can change. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you know, with Reimer being in that today for Carolina, I know Morazic played yesterday. I mean, in normal playoff circumstances, you, you, you would expect your starting goalie to go back-to-back. Um, I do know they're obviously, you know, after such a long layoff, maybe they felt more comfortable, um, you know, switching it up and put, you know, playing one guy each, each game. But uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure coming into this, there was going to be a lot more rust at the goaltending position. I, to a, in a lot of, to a lot of certain extent, I was, I was wrong. Um, oh, especially about that Smith. Islanders game. Oh my God. Yeah. The one uh, game Tristan got Smith. right on opening day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but you know, I took a lot of heat too on Twitter over the last 48 hours. Uh, my criticism of Carey Price and Matt Murray, apparently, I mean, I'll still hold. I'll still hold to that criticism. I no, think like Carey you can, Price, you if you look at Carey Price's sample from the past two, three seasons, it hasn't been average and above. Mediocre. Yeah, it hasn't been above average goaltending, and they even Kevin Weeks was just talking about that uh, going into the game today. Um, and you really need Carey Price, I think, to stand on his head if you're going to want to win that series. He really did in Game One. Because you look at some of those chances Pittsburgh had. Pittsburgh had a lot more chances to bury some of those shots. They just completely yep. weren't able to find the net in the power play. I mean, Crosby got that one um, off Carey Price's uh, back, and obviously that's mm-hmm. all fine and dandy for the Penguins, but it wasn't enough because Carey Price was just making huge saves. He was, a, he was a wall. He was a wall. But again, you know, when you you have your goaltender, he you know he so the last two games, like I said, even last night, he, he looked good. Um, they still, I mean, they still lost three to one, but even with that, I mean, you're paying your goaltender $10 million a season. And it's, and I think another season he's making 13, even, uh, that just handcuffs you in so many other places, man, especially on a team where you're, you're you just lack score and you lacked up, you need that money spent other places. And I, I, I took a lot of criticism, I took a lot of heat saying that, uh, you know, um, that money could have been better spent in other places. I think that if anything, Chicago and Pittsburgh both proved is that you don't need elite goaltending to win a Stanley Cup. And uh, same thing with Pittsburgh. Matt Murray, I, I criticize Matt Murray. I say he's a meh goalie on an unbelievably deep and talented hockey team. And people are just like, what are you crazy? He's got two cups. I'm like, yeah, but look at his numbers. They're average at best. It's like, he just proves you don't, you don't need elite goaltending to win a Stanley Cup as long as you have the right team built in front of you. Matt Murray to me is a Corey Crawford. Well, you, you just know, need you just need your goalie to get hot at the right time. It doesn't yeah that too. It doesn't matter who it is as long as they're playing at least you know average to above average goaltending at the right time, yep. and you're you know scoring three goals a game, you should be good in the playoffs if you're playing you know sound enough in your own end. And we've seen you know teams like the Jets right now down two to one. And a lot of that's probably because, you know, they're struggling a little bit uh, in the transitional game, getting back into their own end. And some of that's due to to some of their injuries, obviously. Like you lose a guy like Mark Shifley, who is uh, probably the heart and soul of that offense. And it, it really, really takes a huge crater out of that team. So, you know, it's, it's almost like, 
you know, if you take Jack Eichel off the Sabres, like what's going to happen? Like you take Shifley off the Jets. It's, it's kind of a similar thing right yep. now. Obviously they fought through in game two and got that win. Um, but how, you're not going to be able to keep that up game after game because you're just expending so much more energy trying to make up for him not being there. And the flames really bounced back today. And I think really showed what they have. And I think they're going to be able to get through in that series. I, I like that flames roster a lot. Um, you know, I saw Cam Talbot took a good dinger off the head today in warm-ups. I was feeling that one pretty bad. Uh, rule number one in warm-ups, you don't shoot the fucking goalie's head, uh, which you know, which they did. It shook him up a little bit. But, uh, you know, again, would you say would you say that was a dirty hit by Kachuk on, on Shifley? That's – it's right I on the – it's right on the yeah, border. it's 50-50 That's, for me. That's one of those hits where it's like in the regular season, like I'd be, you know, definitely up in arms. But in the playoffs, you're fighting for every inch, and it's just the bang, bang. Like it's it's so tough. But it, if you're a Jets fan, I I really feel for you on that one because losing, especially you know when it's when it's your best player, your franchise guy, that's it's a real tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and you know what? He had to answer the bell for it, uh, fighting the captain. I don't know if that was at Wheeler right after. Wheeler, yep. Afterwards, you know, and they, rightfully so, you know, oh, captain, my captain, stepping up and, you know, fighting Kachuk. And she, Kachuk has, has a good set of hands on him. He, you know, he knows he knows how to toss him. He knows how to throw fairs. And uh, it was a good tilt. We had a couple, like I said, we had a couple good tilts here in the playoffs, which, honestly, I did not expect. I did not expect this much fighting this early on. But yeah, Johnny Boychuk getting into a fight. Yeah. Like, everyone. Yeah, man, it, it's it's awesome, and um, you know, you you look you, again. You look at that uh, that win Winnipeg had, like you said, um, in game two. You know, guys like Line A and Wheeler stepped up and you know filled the void that Shifley left, and then you know Calgary comes back and you know gets that four to one win today. So like again, a lot of interesting series. Um, you know, I I I definitely think that you're gonna see a lot of them go down to the wire here. I think that uh, I, I I do think though Columbus is going to close it out in uh, in uh, four games for sure, um, and that which still kills me because then you have a playoff team like Toronto having the the odds they have to get to win uh, the Lafreniere slash Byfield you know lottery. It's just which still pains me, man. I still, I still <laughs> fucking can't. I, I still can't get over that and how like you know how great of a job the NHL did with you know, this bubble hockey, putting these teams in this bubble and, you know, making this playoff and playing and round robin thing work. And then they just completely shit themselves in that area where, yeah, let's give a playoff team the first overall pick. Like, yeah. It just it irritates the shit out of me. But yeah, uh, yeah, that drives me nuts. But what do you think about some of these round robin games? Because I think they've been just, very, very entertaining as well. Like, these teams aren't holding anything back either. Like you saw the lightning and the Capitals just completely getting after it yesterday. I think Oshie got into a fight uh, yep. with Sergachev. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun in these games. Even, even that um, Flyers Boston game was very good, even though Tuka Rask didn't play. Um, the Vegas Dallas game was very, very fun. Like I loved watching that Vegas Dallas game, man. I loved watching Vegas. I, like I said, man, I, uh, part of me, after seeing what happened pregame, you know, Hart was there a little bit with Robin Leonard and seeing, you know, seeing what he did. And obviously that was a very touching moment between him, Ryan Reeves, Davidson, and uh, uh, Sagan uh, pregame when they all took a knee. 
Um, so it was really, really cool to see Vegas come, come back after being down three to one and pull that one out. Uh, you know, and that's a tough thing for a goalie to do when you give up three goals like that to really settle yourself down and, you know, try and get your team out of that hole and pull out a win. But, you know, Vegas did it, man. And it's, you know, it still blows my mind how, how good that team is. And they were just an expansion team, not just a couple of years ago and how well built and developed that team is. And really makes you look forward to what's going to happen with Seattle. It'll be a little different this time around because I think teams learned a lot of lessons in this past expansion draft, but uh, really makes you look forward to see what's in store for us with the Seattle Kraken when uh, that expansion draft comes around. Yeah, shout but, out to uh, all the crackheads out there. The crackheads. Yeah, the crackheads. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but they said the Lightning, you know, the Lightning topped the uh, Capitals 3-2. to two. Um, I know Ovechkin First shootout we got to. Yep, yep, and I know Ovechkin. You know, Ovechkin didn't have any points that game, but you know, he, Ovechkin's looking like Ovechkin. You know, Ovechkin's looking most like part, playoff yeah. forward. You know what I mean? Like, and I, like I said, I, I'll, 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 I'm, I'll, I don't think I'll be alone on this hill, but I'll die on that hill. I think he's the greatest goal scorer that ever lived. Um, and like I said, the rest of the round robin games, man, it's all just been a lot of entertaining hockey. Um. You know, and I, I shouldn't say – because you, you know how I was, man, coming to this. I was skeptical that they'd even be able to get this done, that, yeah. you know, because, you know, the you know the, my thoughts on the NHL. We all think about the NHL and how they handle certain things. And, they, like I said, the NHL has handled this glowingly. So, um, what do you expect with these games that we have on tap uh, coming up, man? Uh, you know, tomorrow we have the Islanders and Panthers, Coyotes and Preds. Uh, the Lightning and the Bruins, another Stars Avalanche game, or I mean Stars, yeah, Stars and Avalanche was that another round robin. Yep. Um, you know these round robins, so, you know people kind of downplay them a little bit, saying they don't matter. But growing up in that type of uh, when you play in tournaments like that, state championships where there's round robin play, these games are extremely important for seeding. And you know you want you want to be at the top. You know you want to win these games, man, because that gives you a bit easier matchup come the first round. Yeah, but I think a lot of these players know that, and they're taking these games very seriously. Number one, to get into their best possible game shape. And number two, because they do understand that the seating does matter. Oh, um, yeah. That's why, you know, I think the management probably fought to get this in more than the players did, where that the round robin actually mattered because the management knows that they're going to be able to get a little bit more out of the players in that circumstance. Um and I think it was a great move to do it. I know some people have complained about it, but I'm not one of those people who have. It's more hockey. Because I've – exactly. And I've, I've very much enjoyed it. You had to have them play either way. So, you know, playing for nothing, you know, just running around, playing an exhibition game, you know, that's one thing. Like, give them something to play for. It's sort of like um, the MLB All-Star game where you had for so long. It kind of got real dull and boring. And then you put the World Series, you know, home field advantage on the line. And they're taking it a little bit more seriously. It's an extra thing in their mind. And, you know, they're coming out with something to play for because in, in the long run, that does mean something. Uh, the home field advantage obviously is completely negated for everybody because there's no fans, no nothing. I mean, maybe the Leafs get it because they'll be the home team in their own locker room, I guess. I don't really know um, because uh, these other teams are getting like the Raptors locker rooms and stuff like that. It's, it's a very great facility there up in uh, Toronto. So, I don't know. I'm very, very intrigued, though, to see how some of these other series are going to play out. I think the Islanders should probably be able to get it finished tomorrow, get that sweep for my boy Katz. Um, hopefully, hopefully they get that done for him so he's got nothing to worry about over the next couple of days. 
I like the Yotes to bounce back um, <clears throat> after sort of a poor showing today where they had a lot of chances early on, just didn't bury, and then they found themselves in a hole off some, you know, softer goals where Kemper wasn't necessarily in the best position. And, you know, that, that finds you behind because the puck just bounces in mysterious ways. Exactly. You know, and the, the, the one-round Robin game I'm most intrigued by is definitely the Lightning Bruins game. Uh, no Stamkos being reported uh, earlier today. Uh, Rask will be in net, but we also don't have Studnicka, who is one of their prime prospects, one of their prime young talents. He was a guy that I know there was a lot of rumors going around at the last trade deadline. I, I didn't see them trading a kid like him, but, you know, a guy who's going to be really a staple for them going forward. The guy's got an absolute cannon of a shot. Um, and then, you know, there, you know, there's – questions around guys like Nick Ritchie and Kasha so um that's a game I'm definitely looking forward to watching once I get out of work tomorrow uh you know four o'clock start um you know especially seeing Rask back in net um he's one of my favorite goaltenders to watch um guys very 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 good on his feet uh you know very one of the more technically sound goaltenders in the league and I hate saying that because he's a Bruin but uh you know you know he's he's a guy if he wasn't wearing a Bruins jersey, I'd be rooting to win a cup. But uh, you know, your thoughts on that game, that play, that round robin game in particular, Matt? So oh, you know, that's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a very fun yeah. matchup either way. Obviously, these teams are very well matched up. You saw them play uh, during the season. It's it's mm-hmm. back and forth between these two teams. Always both very fast. Both can play physical uh, to some degree because they have a little bit bigger bodied guys. Um, at least the Lightning and um, you see what guys like, you know, Pasternak and Marshawn and Bergeron can really do for the Bruins, just lighten the mm-hmm. lamp. Uh, I'm very interested to see how this one plays out. The Bruins lost that first game. Uh, the Lightning were obviously able to get that win. So I think the Bruins are going to come out with a little extra fire uh, tomorrow because, like like we said, that seeding is actually, you know, it matters. Yeah, and this is a must-win for uh, the Bruins because if they want to get a high seed. They have to beat the Lightning, so I guess they're kind of lucking out a little bit with Stamkos not playing. You know, and you brought up Bergeron, and I've always loved Patrice Bergeron. He's been one of the best two-way centers in the league for how long now? And it's guys like him, even like guys like Chara, who kind of, you would you have to believe, benefited from this time off because of their age. You know, you benefited, you get time to heal. I mean, I read an article about Ryan Miller. I know he's not playing right now, but Ryan Miller said for the first time, whenever this next coming season, he's going to be entering a season for the first time healthy in years because he got had mm-hmm. wrist surgery and is able to, you know, get surgery on his wrist and, and, and heal up for the first time. But again, these guys, again, and it, you know, with that being said, these older guys, especially on the Bruins, they have time to heal their bodies, get your mentally healthy and ready for this run that they're about to go on. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm going to say the Bruins are probably going to take this one, especially because, uh, you know, Stevie Stamkos is going to be in the yep. lineup. Yep. I like, I like the yeah. Bruins on that one for sure. Yep. And like I said, man, I like it's unbelievable that Chara is still in the league at his age and playing the <laughs> level he is, man. Guys, I mean, it helps when you have a nine. Except the other, man. except the other day when he slipped and fell and gave the puck right yeah. to Philadelphia and Buddy yeah, came right true. down and scored immediately um, off the face off after the Bruins scored. <laughs> That is true. That is true. You know, big guys, they fall hard. But, I mean, it also helps. Like, we have a 9 to 10-foot wingspan. Sad, man. You know, um, you know, also tomorrow we have the Avalanche and Stars. Another uh, another uh, Robin game. 
You like the Avs? My like mine Avs and Burr's Avs. Um, all of us have a future on the Avs. I love them this year. They looked very good coming out in that first game. Um, I thought they would have scored a couple more goals. Uh, I think both goaltenders played very good in that first matchup, and then you got that goal with .1 seconds left. The absolute buzzer beater. Probably the most exciting goal oh I've ever God. seen. That was oh insane, my God. man. That was insane. Like, you know, and for me, too, I was rooting for that. It's like it was reminiscent out, so. of, like, those Sabres runs where, like, Drury scores yep. with, like, you know, one point or point five, point seven always, seconds left. And, you, you know, they did it point one. It was just like, oh, my God. Like, it, oh, it was beautiful. Those, beautiful to watch. Those Sabres, those Sabres teams could be down by two going the last three minutes of a game, and you just knew they were going to come back. You knew they were going to find a way. Like, that's just the feel. You just you, – they had that swagger about them that you just – there's no way we're losing this game. You had Breer, you had Drury. Your third line was Vanek, Roy, and Max. Like, you just you – couldn't, you couldn't lose, you know. Um, but going back to that game, uh, you know, Dallas is 4-0 against the Avalanche this season. But the teams also haven't set, uh, met since January. So, obviously, everybody's yeah. healthy a lot right of, now. Lot of, lot of, yeah, a lot of injuries around that time. You had Landis called yep. out for a while. Randon was out for a little bit. Yep. Uh, that's why McKinnon had so many more points than – anyone else on the team kale mccarr i think finished second in points because of that um but you have everyone back and healthy uh grubauer looked very good the other day so i yep. think the abs are poised and ready to make a run for that cup and cash that ticket yep. I mean, you know, there is a team man if you're if you're a sabers fan like we are that's kind of the way you want to do it when you when you develop a hockey team it took them some time to get it done but they're the blueprint, if you ask me, man. They they drafted very well for a long time. It took them a while, but they they, they figured it out. You know, all those guys, with the exception of you know McCarr draft pick, you know McKinnon draft pick, Landis Cog draft pick, um, you know, just you know they were they were built through the draft and they they filled the holes. They brought in guys like Kadri to fill holes where needed. So that's that's just the way you want to build your hockey team. And I hope Kevin Adams takes note of that yeah. because they're the blueprint, if you ask me. Yeah, sometimes you got to make moves. They moved Ryan O'Reilly, and it ended up working out for them. It just took a little bit longer than they had hoped. So let's hope it's sort of the same thing for the Sabres. Didn't work out right off the uh, initial trade, but hopefully things work out in the long run. But I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dwayne, before we uh, end this here. With 15 minutes left here, third period, 1-1, Rangers, Hurricanes. What do you think? How do you think this game ends? 15 minutes, 1-1. One, one. Uh, Reimer's playing out of his mind. Close Sturkin game. finally back in net. Sturkin, yep. I'm going to give it to the veteran goalie. I'm going to give it to Reimer and, and, and the uh, the Hurricanes, man. I think they're poised to win this win this round. Yeah, sorry, Dami Hockey. I'm, I'm going with the Hurricanes in overtime. I think yep. it's going to be Nino Niederreiter. Nino Niederreiter. I love that name you know, some high uh, Hall of Fame name there. Uh, high quality alliteration. Also, yes. Nino Niederreiter. Say that five times fast. Uh, also, tomorrow night, we got Penguins and Canadians. Game three, very close matchup. Uh, you know, who's going to be tweeting at me tomorrow, yelling at me about the goaltender that won? I can't wait. Um <laughs> You know, I have the same guy after me. It's know, yeah. It's you're like you're screwed either way, no matter who wins, yeah. because unless it's like a eight to seven <laughs> Six, game. Yeah, and I mean, like it's just like you know, 
And like I said, I'll die. On the, I told I'll you, die they on both him, suck. They both I know, suck. I know. You know I, oh, I'll die Hurricanes. Just took the lead. There we go. Told you. Um, yeah, and I'll die on that hill. I, I, I think that Carey Price, he handcuffs the team for being better. Who is it? I think it might have been Warren. Well, yeah, Warren Fogel got the deflection off the Brady Shea shot. There we go. Love it. Brady beautiful, Shea. Beautiful tip. A lot, of, a lot, a lot of, a lot of goals uh, happening in front of the net too. A lot of. Uh, yeah, I think the Rangers are going to tie goals. it. I still think it's going to overtime, and Nito Niederreiter gets it. If this hits, everyone better Venmo me a hundred bucks tomorrow. Hundred bucks. So <laughs> tomorrow, and then tomorrow night, the late game, we got Chicago and the Oilers. You know, McDavid took some heat, some probably, definitely, absolutely unwarranted heat on Twitter uh, the other night, saying he wasn't a leader. Uh, apparently, because he doesn't, you know, speak up in the locker room, even though he scores 100 points a season, carries the team on his back. Uh, but um, McDavid coming off of a of, of, uh, three-shot, three-goal performance. Uh, Hattie in game two put the team on his back and won. Uh, how do you feel about this one, Ty? Because I, uh, I think you're going to see another Oilers victory. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see the Blackhawks win. We're going to resort back so. to the numbers. The Blackhawks are a better team analytically. I think they play a better all-around team game. Um, You have that great dominant line there with McDavid, but if he's not able to carry your team to victory, you're not going to win. You're not. Uh, The the Blackhawks just have too much, especially with Dominic Kubalik, the way he's playing right now. I think they're just poised to win this series. I think they might end up winning it in four. They might just rifle off three more or two more wins here. I love Kubalik, and it's amazing how that team just defines players fifth round like pick. that. Yep, you know, you look at Yoki Haru. We stole Yoki Haru from them, another guy that they that they drafted. They just keep, they keep on finding these guys that in the draft that just you know are willing to con- can contribute right away. And Nylander's I mean, out there playing, and like he hasn't yep. looked out of place. He hasn't no, looked I terrible. Mean, no, it, it does help. He's playing on a line with Kane too, isn't he? Ah, uh, he was for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he was for a bit. Yeah, that does help. I don't know if sure. he stayed with him the whole second game because there no. were two games on. I was I was kind of bouncing around, but yeah, um, but uh, but again, like you said, if McDavid isn't isn't performing, it's hard for that team to win. But nobody could touch Connor McDavid last game. That 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 backhand goal he had and just how he was able to keep the puck on his stick, man. Like that's that's in my and how opinion. he was able to get it off. Like I don't even know how you yeah. shoot it from there. And the angle is just. There, there's maybe three player, three or four players in the league that can do what he did, um, you know, it, to put the place the puck in the spot that he did, and one of them is playing in that series, and that's Patty Kane. I've seen him do it before, um, but you know, just being able to do that at full speed, and you know, to corral the puck out of the air, you know, chip it to himself along the boards, and at full speed, half the time with one hand on his stick. I seen it. It might have been one of the exhibition games. He did a similar a similar thing where he he was bodying up on somebody and protecting the puck with his body, and it had his stick, his arm up, but his stick was still on the puck and just bodying up on this guy to protect the puck. And then he was shot out of a cannon alongside of the boards. I'm just like, there's there's very few guys in the league right now or in the world that can do that. And it's, you know, yeah, as long it's, as you it's have a limited David list. For, as long as if you have McDavid performing at that level for this entire series, I find it hard to believe he can win. He can win you. He can win you. 
I'm not gonna say he can win you a Stanley Cup by himself, but he could definitely steal you a series. Just yeah, like but we, I don't, series. I don't think we've seen that really out of him where he's gonna play a full dominant five games or, you know, a dominant four, four out of seven. Like we haven't seen that from him yet. So, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out reservations on that, and I'm gonna go with you know the veteran core of the Blackhawks with Taves. That's not a bad choice. Keith and Kane, and I just, I just think they're you know they're ready to go like they've gotten that perfect you know infusion of youth with those veterans right now and you know Kirby Doc's looking pretty good nice big body boy like he's ready to play Mm -hmm. like I just I don't know it's it's very it's a very fun series for me and I think everyone everyone in the world is going to be on the under in the next game because of everything that's happening, they're probably going to adjust the line again, move it up to like six and a half, maybe seven, and it's probably still going to go over. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure my pick was actually Chicago for that series, and I'm still going to I'm still going to say they're probably going to win it. I just I just see the Oilers, you know, taking Game Three personally. I just I think McDavid's I think McDavid's going to play out of his mind again and maybe win him another game here. But I, I do agree with you. I, I will take the veteran leadership overall of the series because. You mean you can't you can't teach experience, man. Those guys have three cups, you know. You know, that's even at their age, that's valuable, and especially a shortened season, like a shortened series like this, a five game instead of a seven game, and then on top of that, you had like a four or five month layoff where all these guys who have that who are who are older, just like Boston, like we spoke about earlier. You guys like Duncan Keith, Tayus Kane. I mean, I I call them old; they're the same age as me, but you know. Um, have that rest for their bodies and can, you know, you know, heal and play at, you know, perform at a higher level than probably normal that they would, you know, this time of year in the playoffs, because you're just coming off an 82 game season. You're not, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost like they just had an off season, you know, pretty much until your off season. And now you're starting a new season, but no, you're starting, you're going straight from not playing at all for four or five months, right into the Stanley cup playoffs, you know, the playoffs, no matter what a certain uh, podcaster on Twitter says. <laughs> so. It is the playoffs. It is, it is the playoffs, playoffs man. You it, see the way they're the playing. This is not play no, this isn't hockey. Play- no, hockey. No, this is playoff no, hockey. Absolutely not. This is absolutely playoff hockey. You know, like I said, I can't wait to see what uh, what's slated for tomorrow's games. Uh, you know, like I said. Um, but, you know, with that being said, Ty, uh, thanks for hopping on with us here. We're going to wrap up the show. Uh, again, guys, thank you to David Leggio and Kelsey Newman for joining us today. Ty B, pleasure as always. Uh, and uh, this has been episode 25 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Peace out. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.